0: Hello everyone, and welcome to The Art of Leveling Up, the podcast where we discuss how to excel in every aspect of our lives from a science-based perspective. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Art of Leveling Up. Today we're going to be talking about communication styles. First, I'm going to introduce four different communication styles and the psychology of how they develop. I'll provide some examples of these communication styles and their negative effects, And finally, I'll dive into proven strategies to help you adopt a more healthier, assertive communication style to help you stand up for yourself while still being respectful and civil. So let's dive right into it. Every day, we communicate with others for various reasons, whether it be to get a point across, ask someone for a favor, or just to catch up with somebody. All humans communicate in some form. The way we communicate, however, may differ from person to person. How we communicate can depend on cultural, societal, and parental factors. These different ways we communicate are known as communication styles. In this episode, we'll study four different communication styles. These communication styles are 1. The passive style, 2. The aggressive style, 3. The passive-aggressive style, and 4. The assertive style. The way we communicate can affect our relationships, confidence, and mental well-being. Thus, communicating in an effective and respectful manner should be our main goal. Unfortunately, due to various factors, many of us may have developed ineffective communication styles that could be negatively affecting our lives without us even realizing. Out of the four communication styles I've mentioned previously, three of the four are ineffective ways of communicating. These include the passive style, the aggressive style, and the passive-aggressive style. These communication styles will often cause tension between the parties attempting to communicate and are usually motivated by negative emotions, behaviors, and goals. Our goal is to foster the last communication style, the assertive communication style. The assertive style allows us to stand up for ourselves, our needs, and our boundaries in a respectful way. Compared to the other communication styles, the assertive style allows you to be true to your feelings and needs while also being considerate of others. As mentioned before, the style in which someone communicates develops over time from a variety of factors. Some of us may have developed a passive, aggressive, or passive-aggressive communication style over time without even knowing and are reaping its consequences. Thus, it's important to become aware of our communication style so that we can take the first steps to becoming more assertive in our communication. Alrighty, so that's enough of an introduction. Let's dive deeper into these ineffective communication styles. Once you are familiar with them, it will be easier for you to identify which communication style you possess, which brings you one step closer to communicating in a way where you are not sacrificing self-esteem and not putting up with others' negativity. So let's begin with the passive style. When someone uses a style of communication, they are more compliant and submissive to others and their needs. They will allow others to control or determine their behavior. During communication, behaviors associated with the passive style include keeping quiet, apologizing for expressing yourself, not expressing your emotions, wants, and needs, and being agreeable even when you disagree. The main goal of the person who uses the passive style is to please others by giving away your control and avoiding conflict. Now let's move on to the aggressive style. When someone uses this style of communication, instead of submitting and giving away their control, like in the passive style, they wish to control others through intimidation, fear, or other acts of aggression. Some behaviors associated with the aggressive style include dismissing or insulting others' needs and wants, believing that others' views are unreasonable, and intimidating others to feel powerful. The main goal of someone who uses this style is to gain control over people and win regardless of whether they're wrong or right. Finally, let's move on to the final ineffective communication style, the passive aggressive style. You can probably guess what this one's about. Basically. The passive-aggressive style is a mix of the passive and aggressive styles I mentioned previously. The passive-aggressive style emerges when someone holds anger but is fearful of the consequences of expressing their anger directly. The behaviors associated with the passive-aggressive style include purposely failing to meet expectations and not taking responsibility for your actions. For example, someone acting passive-aggressively may purposely forget something or be late to aggravate someone else. The main goal of someone who uses this communication style is to get what they want without being direct and without taking responsibility for it. So that sums up the three ineffective communication styles, how they look, and the goals associated with each style. Now the question is, why do these ineffective communication styles develop in the first place? The way we communicate develops over time from a variety of factors. Your upbringing, beliefs, and mental health status have a huge effect on how you communicate with others. Let's again look at the three problematic communication styles and see why each would psychologically develop in a person. Let's start with the passive style. Psychologically speaking, the upbringing of a child can affect the development of their communication style. When a child is raised in an environment where expressing their emotions is discouraged, where they're not taught to say no, where the child is taught to be strictly obedient, or where the child's needs and boundaries are not met, a passive communication style can develop. The child develops beliefs that being assertive means being selfish, or being passive is the only way to be loved, or it's impolite to disagree. These beliefs from their upbringing makes them more passive in communication. In adulthood, these beliefs create a person who is easily manipulated and has their needs neglected as they put the needs of others first and don't speak up for themselves. Let's move on to the aggressive style. The aggressive style may develop in a person who was raised in an environment where the aggressive style was used frequently. So it became learned behavior. Another reason why someone may develop the aggressive style is because they felt that it was the only solution that worked at getting what they wanted, so they stuck to it. Additionally, they may never have been reprimanded for their actions, thus they continue using this communication style. When a child is raised in an aggressive environment and sees no repercussions for such actions, they start believing that that this way of communicating is normal. The child develops beliefs that I'm entitled to be angry and entitled to show others my anger in any means necessary. Or if I don't act aggressively, I won't be taken seriously. In adulthood, these beliefs create a person who is angry and seeks to control others, but also feels remorse for their aggressive behavior. Finally, moving on to the passive aggressive style. The passive-aggressive style usually develops from an upbringing that causes the passive style to develop. So an upbringing where parents are inconsiderate to their child's needs, wants, and feelings and discourage expression of emotion. The hostility that is added to someone who already holds a passive style may result from the treatment they receive from engaging in chronic passivity. I mentioned that one of the cons of engaging in the passive style is that people tend to be taken advantage of and used when they hold the style. Over time, this can cause resentment to build, which results in the passive-aggressive style to manifest in someone. They feel the strong anger, but are too afraid or don't know how to express it. All right, so I think we have now uncovered the psychological reasons why these troublesome communication styles develop in the first place. In the next chapter, we'll go through some examples of these ineffective communication styles at play and their negative consequences. We have now gone over three communication styles in depth. I think it may be useful to see examples of these communication styles at work to better understand how they look like in real life. Pay close attention to these examples to see if you resonate with any of these communication styles. Remember, once you are aware of the ineffective communication style that you use, it will be easier for you to remove it and adopt a more assertive style. Let's start once again with some examples of the passive style at play. Terry's manager had asked him to work the night shift the day before his wedding. His response to his manager was, The overnight shift? A day before my wedding? Um, I I guess that's okay. No problem at all. In this example, Terry didn't stand up for his needs and rights, a key trait of passive behavior. Another example is as follows. Raj was asked about his opinion on the death punishment. This was his response. Well, um, what what do you think? I'd, I'd go with your opinion on the matter. It will probably make perfect sense to me. In this example, Raj was too afraid to give his own opinion and went with what others thought to appease everyone else. Another trait of passive behavior. Let's move on to some examples of the next communication style, the aggressive style. Michael is a plumber and he works with two other men. Whenever something goes wrong, he reacts aggressively to his partners, shouting things like, This is all your fault. You should have listened to me. You owe me. I was right and you were wrong. Here's another example. Siri is a president of a school team. When she's addressing her teammates, she's quite hostile and uses phrases like, Everyone has to agree with me. It's my way or the highway. In both situations, Michael and Siri are both trying to gain control of others with hostile and aggressive means. Let's now take some examples of the passive aggressive style. Gerald is working with a tech company. He was given some tasks that he feels are not meant for him with his already heavy workload. He agrees politely to the extra work but takes ages to report back to his manager. He was also telling others about all the extra work he needs to do. Another example is as follows. Alice is thinking of divorcing her husband, Dave. Dave, however, doesn't want to financially support Alice, so he changes his job to one that pays less. He believes that having a lower income will be great revenge on Alice. These situations are both excellent examples of passive-aggressive behavior. They are being hostile, but they're doing it in an indirect way as they're not able to express their emotions and what they feel properly. Now we've covered some examples of how passive-aggressive and passive-aggressive communication styles may look like. Hopefully, these examples put these communication styles into better perspective to help you identify with them. As we can probably see now, these three communication styles are ineffective and problematic. They don't allow us to properly communicate how we feel, what our needs are, and can often cause unease in both parties attempting to quote-unquote communicate. Some of the negative effects of these three communication styles are as follows. Difficulty in relationships with family members, friends, and colleagues unable to get what you want in life as others don't recognize your needs, being taken advantage of as you don't know how to stand up for yourself as others disregard your feelings, unable to control your life resulting in feelings of helplessness and frustration, low self-esteem and confidence, feelings of anger, jealousy and disappointment, And finally, poor mental health from anxiety and depression. So I think we are all now experts on these communication styles. We understand what they are, how they manifest in a person, and finally, their general negative effects. Now, the question is, how can we adopt a more effective communication style that looks out for us while respecting others? As I mentioned in the introduction to this episode, the assertive style is a way of communication that allows us to stand up for our rights and needs while still being respectful towards the person you're speaking to. Assertive communication can be used in intimate relationships and in the workplace, but also in everyday occurrences. For instance, you can use assertive communication to turn down plans and inconvenient requests or stick up for yourself when people take jokes or teasing too far. When we're being assertive, we portray a relaxed, confident posture with a tone that is warm and sometimes firm if the situation calls for it. Generally speaking, assertive communication can help us navigate different social situations with confidence and grace. These situations include dealing with confrontation, communicating needs, expectations, and feelings, giving and taking criticism, standing up for yourself when faced with disrespect, and many more. So I think it's safe to say that assertive communication has its advantages when compared to the other communication styles. However, it's important to note that when shifting your communication style from an ineffective one to a more assertive one, you may be faced with some barriers. One barrier is the social barrier. When you start making a change in your communication style, you may be faced with apprehension from people who are close to you. They are used to your old communication patterns and some may have been taking advantage of it. Thus, they may be confused and may challenge your new methods of communicating. It's human nature. It's important to be aware that you might face some confusion from your family and friends, but don't let that stop you from becoming more assertive. Another barrier that you may face are from the beliefs you may have instilled within yourself in regards to assertiveness. I mentioned some beliefs that we may develop due to our upbringing, such as being passive is the only way to be loved, or I'm entitled to be angry and show it. These beliefs will keep us from becoming more assertive. Thus, it's important to challenge these beliefs by reminding yourself of the consequences of these problematic communication styles and why your beliefs are not true. Now, you're probably wondering how you can adopt a more assertive way of speaking. Assertive techniques can be implemented to help you engage in better communication, but can also be used to protect yourself from others who engage in toxic communication patterns. There are many techniques that you can start implementing right now to begin asserting yourself in various everyday situations. In this episode, I'll be introducing techniques on how to assert yourself in three situations one, to help you say no two, to express your emotions and needs in a constructive way, and three, to stand up to negative communication styles of others. Remember, when using these assertive techniques, always speak confidently, respectfully, and with an even tone. When we have a passive aggressive or passive aggressive communication style, it can be hard for the person to say no. They may think that saying no is wrong or might attempt to say no in an indirect way that doesn't get the message across effectively. Here are some ways you can implement assertive techniques to help you be able to say no and stick to it. The first step is to be completely sure about your position before speaking. What are your values and what do you believe in? Fortify your position and be prepared to stand your ground. The second step is to say no without apologizing, defending your position, or seeking permission to say no. You have the right to say no, and you don't need to justify it. Some people may be okay with your response. However, some may not be happy with it. This is where the third step comes in. When you are faced with apprehension, strengthen your position. Here, the broken record technique may be useful. The broken record technique is when you keep repeating your assertive phrase over and over, until the person who keeps asking gives up. When using the broken record technique, you're not giving the person anything to work with, and thus it's difficult for an argument to break out. These three steps can help you assert your no in situations where you need to stand your ground. Another common problem some people face when they adopt unproductive communication styles is not being able to express their needs and emotions. When we're not able to do this, we're disrespecting ourselves. The assertive communication style can help us vocalize our needs and emotions so that we are treating ourselves with respect and dignity. To do this, you need to start expressing your emotions directly and relate them back to you. We feel a certain way, not from what someone says, but how we interpret what they say. Thus, how we feel is not someone else's fault, and so it's important to take full responsibility for it. To start asserting your emotions and needs directly, it's important to use I statements to help focus on you and the way you feel. The next step is to relate your feelings with what you need. You can do this with this statement template. I feel blank because I need blank. For example, you can use this statement when someone says something hurtful by saying something like this. I feel angry when you say that because I need to be respected and I hear your words as an insult. Or you could say something like this when someone cancels plans abruptly. I feel sad that you won't be coming for dinner because I was in need of some social support. There are countless examples of how these I statements can be used to communicate your feelings and relate it back to your needs. Through connection of your feelings and your needs, you are directly expressing how you feel and why you are feeling that way. This helps people react compassionately to your response, as opposed to being confused as to what you need due to ambiguous communication. When people have ineffective communication styles, people may take advantage of it as they see the person as defenseless, especially those with a passive communication style. Additionally, those who harbor an aggressive or passive-aggressive communication style may communicate in harmful ways. These harmful ways can manifest as disrespect, passive-aggressive remarks, and rude so-called jokes. Thus to protect ourselves from these negative communication styles and move away from passive communication, it's important to be aware of strategies to assertively stand up for yourself. These strategies I'm going to mention are going to increasingly become stronger in response but will always have you acting respectfully and with grace. Let's begin. The first strategy for dealing with disrespect passive-aggressive remarks and rude jokes is to ignore them or pretend you didn't hear them. This is useful when you're not sure if the remark was made intentionally. If you don't feel comfortable ignoring, try responding with the below group of assertive responses. Give a quick, unemotional response or reply. For example, if someone makes a snide remark about your attire, you could respond with an unemotional, oh thanks, and change the conversation. You could also give a mild look of confusion or disapproval. If you feel the disrespect and passive aggressiveness is pointed and is escalating, try these next few assertive responses. Respectfully inform them that their comment was rude. You could say something like, I know you don't mean anything by it, but your jokes come across a bit rude. You can escalate this further by calling a person out directly for their passive-aggressive or aggressive remarks. Statements like, wow, that was a backhanded compliment, or whoa, did you mean for that to sound so rude, are ways in which you can stand up to these jabbing remarks. Sometimes people may counter your assertive phrases with, relax, it was just a joke, or don't be so sensitive. You can counter these remarks with phrases like, that's fine, but your jokes don't come across good-natured, Or maybe I am sensitive, but your jokes seem a bit hostile. All right, so that sums up the ways we can assert ourselves in different situations. It's important to note that not everyone will take your assertive stance slightly. Some may say you're coming across as rude or selfish for standing up for yourself. However, it's important to remember why you're being assertive in the first place and stick to it. I speak from experience when I say that asserting yourself can be difficult. There are a bunch of ingrained beliefs you need to overcome to be able to stand up for yourself, especially if you've been using ineffective communication styles all your life. However, with practice, you can shift your communication style from an ineffective one to one where you're putting your self-respect first in a graceful way. Overall, adopting an assertive communication style has many benefits it allows us to relate to others in a civil way, it allows us to retain our self-respect and the respect of others, it increases our self-confidence, it gives us control of our lives, and finally, it allows us to live according to our standards without the opinions of others affecting us. All in all, the assertive communication style allows us to put our needs and self-respect first with grace and dignity. Alrighty, now that is a wrap on today's episode. During today's episode, I introduced four different communication styles and how they develop. I talked about how these communication styles manifest in our lives and their negative effects. And finally, I proposed proven strategies to help us become more assertive in our communication so that we can live a life that is true to our emotions, needs, and expectations. If you'd like to learn more about the topics discussed in this episode today, please check out the book's Overcoming Passive Aggression, How to Stop Hidden Anger from Spoiling Your Relationships, Career, and Happiness by Dr. Tim Murphy, Nonviolent Communication, A Language of Life by Dr. Marshall B. Rosenberg, The Assertiveness Workbook by Dr. Randy J. Patterson, and finally, The Social Skills Guidebook by Chris McLeod. All were key resources in today's episode. Thank you all again for tuning in to another episode of The Art of Leveling Up. Be sure to leave a review and share this episode with a friend who might be interested in today's discussion. Also, be sure to connect with us on our socials if you'd like to see more content like this. See you all in the next one.